It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to the Lockdown Wizards Podcast. It's your host, The Real Ed Oliver. You can follow me on Twitter at E-D-T-O-O-F-L-A-T-T. Just want to thank you guys for making Lockdown Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. And we have special guests today, Mavs Draft, Richard Stamen. And if you are watching on YouTube, he has a John Wall jersey. Uh, it might be his it's, – it's when the NBA was with Adidas. Um, so he and he also has the Reebok zigzag John Walls, and I know he was very upset about what Colin Cowher had to say the other day. How are you feeling today, Richard? Written, uh, Rich. Hey man, it's a it's a good day to be Wizards draft, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. So you've been on the show so many times. I mean, you might have to be an honorary co-host, especially wearing the Wizards jersey. I know people in the YouTube comments they're gonna love this. They're gonna love that you have this jersey on. Um, maybe they might bring back John Wall. Um, if he gets bought out, we'll see. Um, but today we are talking about Shaden Sharp signed with Kentucky. I was going to say play with Kentucky. I guess I will say he practiced with Kentucky. Um, played in the EYBL, played in the Peach Jam. Um, just to bring up some numbers and context, if you've never heard of Shaden Sharp, um, he averaged in the um, EYBL circuit, he averaged 22.6 points a game, 5.8 rebounds per game, and 2.7 assists per game. Um, and he scored and he scored and finished in the top five and made three. So this, this is a guy that can really fill it up. Um, we're looking at his measurables. Is he six, six or is he six, five? I would say I, I, yeah. thought, I think I saw like six, five and a half. So I just rounded up. Yeah. yeah but he 19, has like a seven foot wingspan. Right. 19 years old, the 49 inch vertical. I don't know how real that is. Um, but yeah, I mean, his athleticism is just off the charts. Um, if you could give people like a background, if you have any intel or if you follow his story of Kentucky or EYBL, you know, if you could just tell whoever's listening, like what really went on. Because I know a lot of Kentucky fans are very upset about him not playing. Um, if you have any um, intel about what happened there. Yeah. So he was, to give a little backstory before Kentucky, he rose last summer, I think is what it was, maybe like pretty much like during COVID years. He really rose as one of the best wings coming up to number one in the recruiting class overall for 2022 graduates. Kind of fishy reclassification got him to graduate. 
uh, into the 2021 recruiting class. And then he was able to early enroll in Kentucky. And in theory, um, I've heard there's questions about if he actually practiced or not. In theory, he did. Uh, but I, I think there's real red flags about him not actually having practiced. And then he just basically redshirted his way to the NBA. Uh, so that's, that's basically how we got here. Top riser. Who knows what happened in Kentucky? Completely hit under the rug in every single way. Now we're here. Right. Yeah. I've heard, you know, John Calipari made jokes that uh, telling fans to come to the games that, you know, to come see him playing warmups. And uh, I've seen many Kentucky fans be upset that he's not. I, I heard there was rumors that, saying that he would possibly come back to Kentucky and, you know, he hasn't played. And, and later we'll go over some quotes from um, our colleague Rafael Barlow about what scouts said about Shaden. But um, on a positive note, what makes um, Shaden Sharp stand out to you? What, where do you have him on your big board? Yeah, I have him uh, one spot down behind A.J. Griffin. I have him in number eight on my board. What makes me really just impressed with him is, you know, you hinted at it. Even if that 49-inch vertical isn't real, like it's safely over 40 inches. It's, it's nuts how athletic he is in terms of just being able to rise up quickly, how high he can rise up, finishes through contact just uses the athleticism very well. Like when he cuts and he has a head of steam, you're not stopping him. And there's potential for a jump shot, good frame. So I like the physical tools for stardom. Right. Yeah. And the, the shooting, he was top five and threes in, e, in the EYBL. So offensively, other than athleticism, what separates him from other guys in this class? Yeah. I, I think it really just starts with that. He has some, he has a pretty creative ball handling skill set. Um, loves setting up his jump shots in creative ways. I don't know how much he does it getting to the rim just because we don't know a ton about him, but I like that. Uh, what does worry me though, is that he doesn't really separate from his defenders on drives, which is kind of why I hint at the separation happens on jump shots, but not a ton on getting to the basket. Right. So yeah, he has a, a lethal step back from what I've seen and, you know, um, stopping on a dime. Like I, I see people say that he's a better decelerator than an accelerator. So <laughs> would you say that's fair? And what are some go-to moves that you see that he has in his, in his offensive game? Yeah, no, that is, uh, that is definitely a fair assessment to say, <laughs> to say that. Um, I think he's got a little good, bit good of a, a, a spin move, like I think he can use both hands and he just uses that to his advantage. I think he knows how to use his long arms and generally, like you said, the deceleration ability, I think he can use it to his advantage, a little bit of head fakes, things like that. It's not a crazy tight handle, but he has skill in terms of what he can do. Right. All right. So we're going to get to some of the quotes from our colleague, Rafael Barlow from that. He did get from anonymous scouts that did not want to be named. Um, but before we do get to that, this episode is brought to you by, Bet online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. We have an important favor to ask you. We put together a survey so we can learn more about listeners like you and make your favorite Locked On podcasts even better. This is your opportunity to tell us what you like and don't like about Locked On podcasts. Go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey right now to get started. 
it won't take very long and everyone that completes a survey can qualify for a chance to win a one of ten hundred dollar ticket master gift cards to take your audience survey go to lockedonpodcast.com survey thanks for your help wilson you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer avoiding a 455 meeting on everyone's calendar how did you do it i got a huge assist from grammarly an ai writing partner that helped me make my point 96 percent of grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing would you agree Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. All right. So I'm going to read about um, two or three quotes. I know you've probably heard them, but I'll just read them for the listeners that have not heard them yet. Um, This is from Rafael Barlow, our our colleague who talked to a couple of scouts. Um, Quote, he says, one scout said to him, he barely played practice at Kentucky, didn't want to play in games. And he did not want to play at the NBA Combine. Who's advising him? He can't hide forever. Does he want to play in summer league? Uh, and then another scout went on to say, I wouldn't take him in the top 10. It's too small of a sample size. Someone's going to get burned. So what, what was your reaction to those quotes? Did they phase you in any way? And do you see there's any way that Shaden Sharp drops or falls to the Wizards at pick 10? Yeah, it's hard to say. Um, I think how he does in group workout settings will be very telling because that's his first real action for NBA teams to have seen in a year and a half. So I get it. There's a ton of risk. Teams are scared of risks. I mean, nobody likes scouting a player going, all right, this is our guy. And then going, whoops, he's not good. And he busts. Like nobody wants to draft a bust because somebody's going to be held accountable and they don't want to be that, that scout or that team to be held accountable. So it's a risk factor, right? Like, I mean, you have to look at, Hey, he could be a 20 points per game guy who can score at all three levels has great length. Maybe he learns how to use it on defense. That's a star in this league. Right. And then how much stock do you take in those, those scouts comments? Do you think that as a GM, that's something that you would feel like would drop him past a Johnny Davis or a Dyson Daniels? I think they were able to see those guys play. I think when you look at some players next to each other, like if it's him him or Jalen Duran, right. Players that actually Shaden Sharp's older. Jalen Duran played against better competition and had a good season. You might see tiebreakers going, hey, we know this guy is there. He's younger. I think it's all a side-by-side basis, right? Like, I I think really it wouldn't shock me if he goes around 10 just because there's about eight or seven, maybe nine guys that are in front of him where I'm like, all right, let's look at tiebreakers of what would separate Shaden Sharp and this player, like Johnny Davis, Keegan Murray, uh, A.J. Griffin, Benedict Mather, and all these guys, and I think they get the tiebreaker advantage in terms of just have they done well against good competition? And they all have. Can't necessarily say the same about him. Right. Yeah, that makes 100% sense. He's just, he's just a huge question mark. Um, but you brought up Jalen Duran in the EYBL, in the, in the summer circuit, in the half-court setting, I found some stats. Um, Shaden Sharp se- shot 72% at the rim. Um, on pull-up jumpers, he shot 47.6. He had a 47.6 effective field goal percentage. And he shot 40% from three on the uh, grassroots circuit as well. So 
Um, other than shooting threes and step backs, how is he as an off-ball cutter? Um, do you see him being much of a lob threat in the NBA in the half-court setting? Yeah, I see a lot of lob threats coming. Uh, I One of my notes I have on him as a cutter is he's pretty creative in cutting. Like, not only as a finisher, but just the routes he takes, things like that. Like, he's not a traditional baseline, and he can go wing or elbow in, things like that. He can cut from just about anywhere and knows how to get to the spot. Again, against high school, so, like, things come a lot easier. But I do think that should be taken into account, the fact that he can play off ball. Right. And the ball handling and self-creation, other than step backs and, and jumpers, um, where do you see his ball handling? Um, do you see him could, – could he possibly be a, a secondary ball handler on the Washington Wizards? And do you see him playing a two, a three, or possibly the four in the NBA? Yeah, so right away, I wouldn't expect much production. I think – in, in a year or two, you could probably see him be a secondary ball handler. Um, and as positions, I think he's stuck pretty much at the two, maybe the three, just because that length is ridiculous. A seven-foot wingspan also being 6'6", six, six, you're always going to be a threat to be on the playing small, small forward, excuse me. But uh, I think you could play him two through two and three is primarily. Right. Yeah, and the, the funny thing is he compared himself to Bradley Bill. Um, that's what he said in a couple interviews. So. Um, Defense. I know it's hard to really evaluate his defense on an AAU circuit. What did you see from him defensively? Yeah, at this point, you're just going off the tools. He has length. He has athleticism. He did not try because if you break down defense of most high school prospects that are top five, they mostly didn't try. So hard to say. I think he has the tools, though, and that is entirely what you gamble on. I have no idea what his defensive uh, intelligence is like, just rotations, reading plays before they happen things like that. That's really what hurts about guys not doing this process is we miss out on things like that. Mm -hmm. All right. So where do you see him or do you see him possibly um, landing to pick 10 for the Wizards? And where do you see him fitting? Do you see him being a possible starter for the Wizards or do you see him? I know some consensus thinks that he may have to spend some time in the G League, which is not a terrible thing, but, you know, for a guy that has been pretty hyped or, you know, you know, mock top five, um, do you see him spending uh, some time in a G League, and where do you see him fitting on the Wizards? Yeah, I think he, he's going to spend a good amount of time there just to keep his reps up, I think. And also, like, yeah, you get some development with, with what, Capital City. And I, I like the idea of him just running point guard, learning those point guard skills down in the G League because they have an everybody eats mentality. So I think it's for the better. You know, you don't want necessarily your lottery pick to be stuck in the G League, but – I don't know what his immediate impact is, especially knowing we don't know what he is as a whole. Some of these top guys can come in and do, you know, from nothing in college to being a productive player. He might be that. He also might be the traditional route of, hey, he needs like some middle way from high school to the NBA. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 455 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Right. And uh, what are your concerns? So the first step was a big concern for you. Um, other than the first step in the ball handling, what are some concerns? Is, is it like, you know, him finishing over guys who are seven feet tall or, 
you know, what are some concerns about his offensive game? Yeah, and mostly the big one is he doesn't separate on drives. For somebody with a 49-inch vertical, good first step, he just doesn't break through. Um, defenders, whenever they're on his hip, you see him, they stay on his hip. The one saving grace he has is that seven-foot wingspan. you got to use length offensively to extend, and he does a good job of extending well, uses that length very well. But that, that separation ability, right-hand dominant finishing, and he's just not that consistent on defense – or excuse me, he's not that consistent as a three-point shooter. So those, those are some flags for me. Right. Okay, so if you had to make a selling pitch for Shaden Sharp, you had to sell a pin, what would be your selling pitch for him on the Wizards? Yeah, it would be, look, you have a chance at getting a high-level jump shooter. If it translates, the slashing could be something that turns into a weapon, making him a three-level score. He has great length. You're gambling on the tools, really just turning into the star mold, right? He has that six, six, seven foot wingspan. I mean, that's a that alone, and then you combine the athleticism and ball skills, that's a real chance at stardom in this league. And in a, in a draft where you're not getting much stardom, this might be one of the few guys that could be a top-end player. Definitely, yeah. And uh, who are some NBA comparisons for Shaden Sharp? I think he's a, a Jalen Green light in a way. I think that's that's somebody – I mean, it's hard to compare guys to a draft that just happened, but if you look at it as a prospect, they're not entirely dissimilar. Uh, and to me, that was enough to say because I, I don't see Bradley Beal personally. Um, I mean, I get it. Like, he's kind of a, he's a kind of a combo guard, but – I think the size difference just really makes it, it a lot different. And also, I don't know how good of a shooter Sharp really is. If he's a good shooter, it's not that far off. Um, I just prefer kind of the Jalen Green route. Right. And the fact that Ty Ty Washington was injured, had to miss some games, and, and Wheeler got injured, um, does that make you question a little bit of the competitive side, competitiveness side for Shaden Sharp? No, uh, just because I think he might have been doing what was best for him and going, I'm not risking any health issues mm -hmm. for my NBA hopes. And I think that's more of what it was than competitiveness. Oh, okay. yeah. I heard you talk on a, on another podcast where you brought up restaurants where, you know, if you haven't tried a restaurant before and you finally go there and it's not good or, you know, we saw what happened with Patrick Baldwin. Maybe he's a guy that you know could have sat out or something like that. And he his stock dropped um, tremendously this year. I know a lot of teams have him going the first round still um but you know he just didn't play well this year um so i always ask you this with the last three draft picks that the wizards have picked where do you have shade rain number one uh you mm -hmm. look no none of the other picks had star, like superstar upside i think that's an automatic separator uh and also just i mean looking at if you just kind of blindly picked the 2022 recruiting class in theory if you had the first pick you're probably taking and this is excluding like guys like Victor Moimignana that technically would be. Um, but you have guys that, I mean, you look at number one recruit for 2022, it's Shaden Sharp. So he would probably go in like a, a, a draft of just those recruits if you didn't put his Kentucky stuff in there. Mm -hmm. All right, before you leave, I got to ask you a, a John Wall question. Uh, where do you, bold prediction, where do you have John Wall going this all season? I think he's coming home. He's going home to Washington. <laughs> I just – he's not staying in Houston. It's there or L.A. And I really, right. really hope – he's like, I, I'll just be perfectly honest. I don't know if this is allowed to say. I don't know what the relationship is with these two teams, given the Mo Wagner trade um, mm -hmm. and Andy Stockbonga, but, like, also the whole summer last year. But I don't like the Lakers. 
I grew up hating them. So like, <laughs> I don't like my favorite players going there. It's happened only a couple of times. Uh, one notably, like I'm a magic fan. So like, you know, 2012 when Dwight Howard was traded there really hurt me. Uh, mm-hmm. And I, I hope, I hope John Wall does not go there. Right. Yeah. I could see that happening. Uh, basically a Russ, the same swap that the wizards did, you know, it could be a Russ for a John kind of swap. I could clearly see that happening, but, um, and then lastly on Sharp, if he does fall to 10, do you think the Wizards should run to the podium and take him, or should they take a safer pick like a Johnny Davis who they who they do have interest in, or, you know, Matherin if he's there? Ooh, if Matherin's there, I take him. Um, um, if anyone else, like if, if it's him or Keegan Murray are there, those are the only guys I think I would definitely take above him. Look, you're a team like Washington, you have to get, you have to get superstars on this mm-hmm. team. So, or uh, not a superstar. That is a way stretch. But, like, you need a star to surround Bradley Beal with and go, hey, we have talent that we can win with. And Shaden Sharp might be a year, too. Like, he has a big breakout and becomes a great player. He's not going to win Rookie of the Year or anything this year. But you get that, and I think you've got somebody who could help keep Bradley Beal if he hits. So I like the core that they'd be building, and ultimately that's what Washington wants is to keep their current star. It's hard to find stars in this league. Right. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, he, and Benedict, he's just more of a proven talent. So they, they do need proven talent for sure, sure thing. So, um, but Mavs are just, or, or Rich, I just want to thank you for coming on. I want to thank you guys uh, for making Locked on Wizards your first listen every day. The first picks of the Ultimate NBA Mock Draft have been made. Search now for Ultimate NBA Mock Draft. You get over 50 insiders, the Odyssey sports experts, the draft experts of Locked on NBA Big Board. The five-episode Ultimate NBA Mock Draft is underway. Make Ultimate NBA Mock Draft your second listen today. Um, uh, Rich, is there anything that you want to plug? Hey, just uh, a new mo- <laughs> a new John Wall shirt is uh, is pretty much it. It's the only thing I will crowd I will crowdsource this. Like I, I want a new one. So if y'all have a good spot, let me know. Right. Yeah. If you if he comes back, you can just wear that same jersey that you got right now. <laughs> But yeah, I just want to thank you guys for listening and making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day once again. Make sure you guys subscribe on YouTube and hit the notification bell and subscribe to the Locked On NBA Big Board where you can uh, listen to uh, Rich and follow Mavs. Uh, follow him on Twitter at Mavs Draft. Hell to the Wizards. Peace. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.